again to the get into it podcast my name is Angel. my name is kasha and it's been a while it's been a as little usual bit. yeah last week we talked about periods oh yeah period i'm like but yeah so how we been how you been kasha i've been okay you know i think i'm getting over the winter blues uh covid blues whatever that's always been there for the past year but i think i'm doing good better than last two episodes <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i think my mental health is in like a pretty neutral zone before it was like a little bit <laughs> down but <laughs> it's it's doing good it's doing better and what about yourself yeah y'all can't see her but she was barely smiling those last two just kidding <laughs> depression (laughs) um yeah uh we're in pretty good spirits today i've been doing pretty good same thing i don't really feel like the winter blues anymore but it has been feeling weird with miss roni being around because i'm getting now one year ago things from like being in like public spaces with groups and just thinking like wow little did we know we were about to head into literally a worldwide pandemic (laughs) and it hit us like a train yeah so it's just weird you know there's been a couple days where i've been feeling like it all of a sudden it feels really sad for a little bit about you know covid yeah especially with my job now like looking forward to all the things that i could be doing if it wasn't for that but you know i'm feeling the or i'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel hopefully i think i don't know (laughs) hopefully Um, that's good i think about covid too like how we used to do so many things like in close contact and now I probably wouldn't. Even thinking about how we lived life before COVID, I'm like, ew. We're just all breathing on each other. <laughs> yeah, we're so close. Going out to like the bars and stuff, I'm like, ugh. Right? We just like breathed and sweated on each other. <laughs> and like, ooh. <laughs> and I would never even... I feel like if we were to do that right now after like the pandemic is over or whatever, it'll, it'll still feel... Like, weird, and it's definitely going to be changed because mm-hmm. I reflect on those moments, and I'm like, I wouldn't know. Nope. I know. And the way we weren't sanitizing regularly, just literally touching everything, touching our phones and touching our faces and all these places, bro. And for what? For what? <laughs> like, wow, we were really dirty bitches back then. <laughs> and now we're like just clean breeze yeah it is weird 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 times and i just keep thinking about it but i guess we'll kind of talk try and summarize what we'd like to talk about today it's kind of all over sort of (laughs) so you want to give her a go on that one (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i don't really there's obviously a bigger picture to what we're gonna be talking about but 
Yeah, I think we're going to be touching on lateral violence in workplaces, on social media, the lack of safe space for youth, uh, specifically indigenous youth. Mm -hmm. But there's a bigger picture to that, and we'll get into it. But do you want to add anything? I don't know what the topic really is, but I think those are like a few points that I know we're going to talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. I think the main one that we really branched off of was the safe spaces for youth, specifically indigenous youth, because there's so much that goes into that. And yeah, this topic, like pretty much every topic is something that we like go off about to each other (laughs) and then we're like let's make that a podcast so that's what happened with this um and we're just really realizing things (laughs) just kidding um yeah but literally you know realizing a lot about what goes on behind closed doors almost behind the scenes you know and how that contributes to not having safe spaces for youth um and just safe native spaces in general and like healthy environments Mm -hmm. these unhealthy environments like happen everywhere but it's so different in thunder bay it's so much more violent in thunder bay and it's like so indirect and direct sometimes but damn it's so toxic here i think it's because we kind of all know one another in one way or another you know it's like it's hard to be vague kind of (laughs) me realizing how that sounds but yeah in this city it sucks because like we've said people literally hate us for being native here and then on top of that within our own native communities we're not creating those healthy relationships with one another and it's just really tough so we're gonna kind (laughs) of vent just kidding (laughs) uh we're gonna talk about all that so i don't know kasha has something you want to start with to talk about there's so much to talk about like there's so many personal experiences that that Okay, hold on. <laughs> Wait, I, I have kind of a question. Okay. How old were you, if you can remember, when you first, or when you were first confronted with a form of an unhealthy environment or lateral violence, whatever? Do you remember the first time? Mm, not really. Like, I think it happened when I was probably, like, like 20 so like two years ago but i know that there's been so many instances where i probably experienced lateral violence but i wasn't educated enough on like what that was or what top like what healthy relationships or environments even look like because i wasn't always in the best headspace and i was also still learning so i can't like ballpark give you an answer but i i haven't been in the like arts community which is like what i kind of work in and also the indigenous community which i just started to become a part of like probably when i was 16 and since then i've just feel like i've been a wallflower just of like observing things and then when i was like 20 21 like last year and the year before 
I really started to experience some not so cool things because I ended up inserting myself into actually like into like working in the indigenous community, art community, and the arts community. And it's so fucking toxic. Like, holy shit. I was blown away. And like, I knew that it was toxic because I was being a wallflower like for so many years. But actually being put into it, I'm like, wow, I'm not just scratched the surface of it. And I'm not even fully in it. And it sucks the way that I've been treated, the way that you've been treated and looked at and just like, I don't even have words for that because it hurts so bad because it comes from your own people. Yeah. I don't know. I went off on the question. (laughs) That's good. That's what we want. What about yourself? Like when did you first start to experience that or notice it or whatever so while you were talking it was making me realize that i think the first time i experienced like a version of lateral violence was when i was 17 in terms of native women specifically hating on each other i have no other way to describe it other than hating on each other which is like it sounds so harsh you know i think that's probably when i first experienced something like that and it did have to do with you know, a toxic relationship. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, the first time I had that sense. Uh, because I kind of felt disconnected from the Native community before that. And still did for a long time after that. Just because, yeah, I mean, I was so like bubble wrapped growing up. Like, didn't really go anywhere. And then on top of, like, always being the only Native kid in my classes. So, a lot of disconnection from, like, the Native community as a whole. Oh, I had another point. I'm trying to remember. Oh, when you're talking about the art community specifically, I never felt a part of that either for a long time. Even though I was calling, well still call myself, consider myself an artist since I was very young. But I realized like I never really had been around Native artists or been really immersed in the Native art community until within the past couple years, I've been more exposed to it, which has been pretty cool, you know, seeing other Native artists and seeing everything that everyone's doing. But yeah, since meeting Kasha and you know being a part of all of that with her has been fun but unfortunately there are still downsides as we're talking about so yeah since then I've witnessed and experienced those different kinds of feelings of being unsafe or uncomfortable within our own community so how do we approach that? How do we talk about that? I don't know. That's what we're trying to figure out. And that's why we're making this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to talk about this without sounding like without sounding like we're full of ourselves. Be like, mm-hmm. these people are hating ass, jealous ass bitches. And I hate the word jealousy. Like, I, lit- I just don't like 
using that word Mm -hmm. and especially to even think someone would be jealous of you like that makes me like cringe a little bit yeah but when people when i express these situations that have happened and then people are like that person sounds jealous and i'm just like yeah okay i know that's what it is but i don't want to say that because Mm -hmm. you put yourself in a position where you're like it seems like you're better than that person when that's Mm -hmm. like not the case it's just i don't know that's such an ugly ugly emotion yeah like that person's jealous of me or yeah like jealousy and it in and of itself is an ugly feeling to even have within your own self of someone else so and like how do we change the environment and community to like empower each other and lift each other up and help each other and support each other without those ugly feelings yeah on that topic it feels so hard to talk about this without you know feeling like it could be interpreted as oh they think they're so good they think they're so separate from all these people doing that (laughs) it's like we're just trying to talk about it you know we're trying to address it because i don't know how anyone could move forward if nobody addresses it right and talking about our experiences and like validating our feelings through talking about it is really important Mm -hmm. because otherwise it's just drama yeah which pisses me off because of certain situations where people have just been like yeah y'all just created drama and i'm like okay way to invalidate my whole experience experiencing lateral violence and toxic environments and toxic workplaces Mm -hmm. just because i'm a young person and just because i'm like a youth because we are youth i forget that we're part of like the youth community Mm -hmm. we're only 22 and like it's just so frustrating it's so frustrating just to be like validated Mm -hmm. as a young person Mm -hmm. and that also stems from your mentors like our adult mentors they're not supposed to but i feel like yeah you're supposed to be creating safe spaces and you're not and (laughs) It's fucking sad because when I think about people who are younger than us, that'll probably go through the same thing. And I don't want that to happen Mm -hmm. because it's sad and it sucks. It makes you scared to be a part of certain communities and it makes you scared to be, you know, call this place home or Mm -hmm. create a home in a community that fucking hates you. (laughs) (laughs) Just real into it. (laughs) Yeah. I very much feel like a baby. And it's so weird, like, having so many adult responsibilities and, you know, being in certain positions or, you know, where you could be looked up to, but still being so young and still having so much, like, growth to do. I think we both very much still feel like babies when we really think about it. Yeah. And so, you know, we gotta validate our own feelings. Yeah, it sucks when you see people who are not, I'm not saying they're, like, real old or anything. (laughs) But it's like people that are, you know, significantly older, 30s, 40s. And again, I'm not saying like, oh, they're so much older than us, so they should be like... Put together. Yeah. I'm just saying that, it, you know, it's, it's disappointing when you see those people creating a different kind of space for youth that aren't only our age but like you said like youth that are even younger than us those are the people that i especially worry about 
because I think about how they're going to figure out how to navigate it because we're still figuring it out. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) I'm like, slow it down. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's a whole other side to this too for me and probably for you because you're also empathetic. But feeling like you want to like hold those people who have created those bad environments for you and being like i know you projected because you're dealing with all the stuff that you're dealing with and like how much your i guess trauma has trickled down into your systems that even affects like your workplace and your friendships Mm -hmm. and (laughs) it's just really sad Mm -hmm. because i know why certain people and certain organizations like act the way that they do yeah and we just hope that they find a way to acknowledge that for themselves and then acknowledge when it's happening you know when they're starting those behaviors that's a big thing i like to think that you know you and i would be able to recognize if you know we did something wrong or inappropriate um so that we could change it or learn from it but you know we have seen other people just continuing it and it it does hurt to see that you know because like we said or like you said we know where that comes from we know what it stems from (sighs) so that's really important to remember because we're not trying to come in and you know attack people or make everyone feel sorry for us or (laughs) you know it's like it's a weird a weird conversation to kind of figure out yeah and so i hope that it it, it's making sense to people listening and (laughs) gives you something to think about or maybe you have thought about this kind of stuff but there's a whole other part to this too gossiping oh right oh my god Let's really discuss gossip for a second because you know what? We need to confront it. We need to talk about it. Everyone acts all good. All above gossiping. (laughs) Everyone loves to act above gossiping. But my ass is not going to sit here and say, I've never gossiped. I don't don't gossip. I don't talk about people. Yes, we talk about people okay but we don't do it in this way where we're trying to slander people or change the way someone else thinks about someone and when we do it's because we kind of know both know that person and it's like you know something you hear whatever it's natural to talk about it you know because you're nosy you know, the Indians, that's what we do. So me and Kasha, we do that, whatever. But I feel like there's a certain point when gossip is very unhealthy and inappropriate. And one of those lines, I think, is when it becomes super common or all you kind of talk about or do or you specifically insert yourself into situations or conversations that really you weren't you know going to be a part of or hear about anyways kind of thing i don't think there's really anyone who doesn't gossip you know true but i feel like you have to 
figure out when you're doing it in a really inappropriate way. Right. And you definitely have to separate gossiping from your communication skills. Yes. Or, like, even... I don't even know if it's gossiping at that point where you want to protect somebody or protect an organization from somebody, you know? Because, like, at what point is it gossiping and at what point are you just being, like, yeah, protecting your community from... No, I'm not going to get into this because I'm, like, from predators, from... But, like, yeah, it's such a fine line negatively trying like trying to gossip about somebody versus like i don't know i don't even know what that line is like or if there's a positive gossip mm-hmm. yeah i'm definitely not saying there's a positive yeah gossip. i'm not like <laughs> it's a good thing no it's like it happens and i'm not gonna sit here on some high horse and act like it doesn't happen you know i see people who it's how they start a conversation or that's a red and it's weird when i like for me it's weird when it's like i barely know or talk to this person and then they're just like starting to talk about someone else i'm like what (laughs) yeah or someone who's not your close friend like yeah yeah, or family member and you're just like i don't okay and especially when they're talking on something they don't really know about or they don't know that person either or they haven't had an actual personal experience with that person right jeez like shit and the reason why the gossip is kind of going along with our first point of you know safe spaces is like we just see and hear of it happening with people who are in places to create safe spaces for youth those people when they're gossiping and doing all that it's very disappointing and it makes it just makes it feel you know unsafe to imagine if we're ever in those spaces i was gonna say it let's talk about how social media relates to all of this social media <laughs> social media can be a great fucking tool but it also can hurt a lot of people and be used in such a malicious way mm-hmm. everyone loves a good receipt jeez everything can be captured on the internet once you put it out there mm-hmm. just because you delete it doesn't mean that it's gone it's such a dangerous tool that is just put to use put to work by people to bring other people down but not only that to put on a show oh my god creating this fabricated version of yourself that is so not how you act Mm -hmm. in person or communicate Mm -hmm. it's always them sacred facebook indians Uh, fuck for me it's hard to like sometimes differentiate between who's genuine and who's not on social media on facebook and instagram specifically i feel like those are the main platforms that i see it happening you know there's nothing wrong with like sharing your experiences or 
stories or how you view things because I've done that a few times, but I feel like we see some people who are just, like I said, putting on a show. I don't know how else to describe it. And I, again, like I really don't want to sound mean, but it's seriously frustrating when you see someone, you know, post something or post a certain way and then have their real life actions say otherwise. It's so toxic. I am so scared of Facebook. Like, I don't even use Facebook, to be honest. Like, I haven't used Facebook in a long time. The last time I used Facebook, <laughs> Thunderbird community came from my fucking neck, bro. <laughs> I don't ever want to use Facebook because shit. I really right. don't like Facebook. And I would love to use Facebook as a tool to make a safe space for youth. And I feel like sometimes that's what I was trying to do. And it just back. That's a different I'm just story realizing entirely, right but. now that I don't feel safe on on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I am just realizing right now that I don't feel safe on Facebook because the from what I see the main users are older, you know. Yeah middle-aged and older i feel like those are the heavy facebook users and those people don't really make me feel that safe yeah i think i've always felt that way but i just never verbalized it mm-hmm. like i can't be myself on facebook i, I can't be myself on, i don't even try because i just don't even want to think about <sighs> facebook's such a different place um mm-hmm. and it's in a different place mm-hmm. i always feel like people come for each other's necks hard on facebook because you could just do it so easy in the comments and it's the keyboard warriors for me (laughs) (laughs) that's what i feel like facebook is for that's what i feel like it's like i yeah i'm just realizing how much i really don't like facebook like i really go on there to like see sometimes my family posts pictures of my little cousins and stuff but other than that i'm really considering making a new one and literally just having like family and close people like that's it i have been thinking about that too because i just go in there for family and community events Mm -hmm. and like news even though that's not the best place for news but that's where i see most people sharing the news articles not really for all the other shit that happens on Facebook. <laughs> Some people really be on their, like, decolonial high horse. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I... Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that. Then it's gonna get a little bit too personal. <laughs> Catch me having only, like, not even ten friends on my new Facebook. True. I definitely feel that... Facebook is, like, very personal and negative. (laughs) I always get anxiety after I get off Facebook. And I never go on it for more than, like, ten minutes. Yeah, when I go on, I'll see, like, a couple things from my auntie, maybe my other auntie, and then that's good for me. For me, I like going on the marketplace. I like seeing what people Mm -hmm. are trying to sell because I'm nosy. So, in conclusion, Facebook <laughs> is not a safe space. And that's that on that. <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know, man. If I were to use Facebook like that, 
and eventually be like an adult mentor for youth, I would not be shitposting about experiences I've had in my workplace or in the community ever. It's like, raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by a Facebook post. Like, why do people forget that we're youth? Do you feel that way? Like, we're not still in our learning phase or that we ever had a chance to have a space where we could learn and grow and heal. Why do people just, like, expect that to already be a situation? It is pretty sad to realize that we're both the type to, uh, like, be friendly or, you know, just talk to whoever and, you know, invite people into our lives and our spaces. And a lot of the times having that be, like, older people. And then to, like, have those people end up not being safe people and thus ruining how we want to open up to people. I feel like that's why they think they can treat us any which way because we, you know, put ourselves in certain spaces and then, I don't know, I'm just processing, I feel like, you know? Yeah. When you think about these things, you just process and you just wonder and you ask questions. So I'm like, do people just think that we think we're all good and qualified? You know what? I think that's also why I've been so scared. Or to like even just create Bizadun a little bit more each time. I'm talking about like being on social media and putting on community events. Because people got a lot to say. and i i know it sounds like i'm assuming that people have a lot to say but i just know i just know when you've seen people have a lot to say it's hard (laughs) not to think that they don't have a lot to say that they wouldn't have a lot to say damn i'm reflecting about uh, (laughs) a lot right now but specifically how freely we just let people into our spaces even powwow community i'm just like that's a whole other thing that's a whole other topic but it's goes hand in hand i'm just like who is creating safe spaces for youth that's my main goal with visit and with you and doing all of this stuff Mm -hmm. because that's all i ever wanted and all i ever needed uh as a per as a younger person than the age that i am right now Mm -hmm. i needed that so bad and i needed tools and resources to teach me communication skills and workplaces and conflict resolution and and i wanted it to be taught by indigenous mentors and yeah mm-hmm. it hurts being let down like that it might have been my own expectations but still mm-hmm. nobody gets to tell you how you feel as an indigenous youth at 22 Always remember that nobody gets to tell you that. Nobody gets to judge you or tell you that you're too in your head or... Or you didn't go through enough. Yeah, or you're interpreting things the wrong way, you know? Like, the experience of being a youth at each different phase and age is your own experience to hold and to process and especially for people who aren't 
youth right now, even though I know, you know, it's going to be maybe like you would have similar experiences, but still being in this day and age now as a youth is very different. And the things that we're experiencing and the cycles that we're trying to break are going to be very different. And so how we process and learn and try to talk about these things is up to us and people that are no longer youth if they listen to this conversation or come across a conversation like this i hope that they're you know receptive to it that they can think about it and maybe think like have i participated in this kind of behavior or and it you know it can go both ways like we don't know what it's like to be older and then suddenly be confronted with things or be in that process of processing certain traumas or whatever at that age you know we don't know what that's like so how do we come to this kind of mutual understanding or come to this medium ground where where we can start creating these safe spaces together but yeah especially because as Anishinaabeg and as indigenous people all over Turtle Island we always put emphasis on how the youth are everything how we need to empower indigenous youth and then we don't see that being reflected in certain spaces so how do we address that that's kind of you know our big questions i guess that we're trying to get at in this whole topic and in this specific podcast episode Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you at the end? yeah uh, yeah anyway <laughs> but, like uh, mm, i wonder if the, <laughs> i wonder if some people are gonna listen to this and just be like they trying to figure out a lot <laughs> Uh, for the space and age that they're at but I th- but I think it's because we're constantly thinking about like people who are younger than us even though we are youth ourselves mm-hmm. but that's the thing about being like a youth in this time especially in technology and social media and stuff like that's what we're doing we're trying to create these platforms where we can talk about these things we're trying to open up new conversations i'm sure you know it was happening in different capacities or in different forms back then and in different generations and now is such a good time to reach more people with how easy it is to reach more people on social media but i can't even think of an organization or a collective that makes youth like a hundred percent feel safe can we feel a hundred percent safe should we that's a good question (laughs) because because organizations and collectives are you know groups of people that make up that whole system and i can't think of a complete organization that has all that i think youth would need to feel safe Mm mm-hmm 
But you know what? There's a lot of good. I don't <laughs> like saying the word older, okay? I know I keep using that, but there's I don't have like a better, easier word. But just know that I'm not saying being older is a bad thing. Anyways, there's good older people that are so supportive um, and that we've seen, you know, welcome us with open arms and, you know, create such warm spaces Mm -hmm. for not only us but others and you know so it's not again it's not all negative or all bad i like to try and end the podcast on like a good note and you know remind us (laughs) remind each other and the people listening that it's not all you know real bad but for the most part just (laughs) good for the most part it's bad But there are definitely some real good gems around here. Yeah, for sure. So let's um, remember those people right now in our hearts and, you know, hold on to those kind of good energies so that we can move forward and keep remembering why we do the work that we do and put that kind of energy into our work. I definitely am thinking of a few people who have made me feel all warm, safe, you know, mm-hmm. that made me very happy, and that I could call my mentors, and they're pretty fucking awesome. I hope you guys had a really good January, and are gonna continue to have a good year, and, you know, hope you are taking care of yourselves, and winter's almost over, seasons are gonna change, Changes might be happening for you. And I just hope they're all good and positive. Oh, didn't we want to have like a little, like a little kind of tip of the day sort of thing, but we didn't have a name for it yet? Yeah. Do you have a name? I'm excited. <laughs> no, I don't have Okay. <laughs> um, if you have a name for like a kind of like a tip of the day sort of vibe or something, that we can use let us know that'd be cool when in doubt remember who you're doing the work that you're doing for that is what i would like to leave you all with um, because i know that when we get overwhelmed or feel or have a lot of negative thoughts or second guessing like what we're doing or or the people around us or Whatever it is, you know, it always helps to remember who you're doing it for and um, remembering that that does include yourself. It's okay to acknowledge that you need this work too. So yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you for tuning in as usual. We love our few little regulars. Don't forget to... Follow our Instagram. Like I said, once you find that, you can find everything. It is getintoit.podcast. Um, it has all the links that you need. And yeah, also follow slash subscribe um, on the Spotify or wherever you're listening. Yeah, you can also email us at getintoit.pc at gmail.com just for any reflections, feedback, things you want us to talk about, um, really anything, or how 
you could relate to one of us on here. I'd love to get some feedback about it. Mm-hmm. And as usual, this has been the Get Into It Podcast. <laughs> 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 Try to be dramatic. <laughs>